Okay, so, um, all right, today's stuff is Samachay 65. We pick up at the very bottom of Samachay, I'm dead. We're in the middle of a debate between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan about um, when you bring a new pair of goats and do the lottery because one of the original ones died, What which goat do you use um, of the, of the, uh, um, of the, you know, which of the remaining... Let's do this again. Let's say, for example, the one Lazazel dies and the one of Hashem is still around and you do a new lottery. So clearly, in the new lottery, the one that was Lazazel replaces the dead one. But which is the one that you use, Lashem? Do you use the one of the original pair or do you use the one of the new pair? And this is a debate between Rav and Rabbi Yochanan. Um, Rav says use the one in the original pair, which was it sounds like in the Mishnah. The Mar says Dika Matnisin Kavase to Rav. It sounds like you take the new one of the lottery and you have it fill in, and you use the one from the original pair as you were planning on using it. And the reason the Gemara says is because mitzvah berishon, as long as that was the first one, you stick with that. Whereas uh, Rabbi Yochanan says, no, you use the one from the second pair. The one from the first pair gets rejected. Dichoy. Since there was a period where you couldn't use the one from the first pair, uh, before you did the new lottery, that became for a period of time unusable, nidcheh, pushed away, and therefore it remains unusable, and you can only use the one from the second pair. So that is the debate. It's a general question of whether we say, there's bali chayim or nidchim, can some, an animal that's still alive and I, be pushed away? People might agree that once it's dead and it becomes unusable, that stigma, that identity remains, but if it's a live animal, the live one Lashem that's still around, does that become fully stigmatized and rejected, or can it become reusable? By the way, I like that, the idea that as long as something is alive, that sense of dynamic, it's not fully an object, it can't fully be categorized, it's something that, you know, that it, that it doesn't necessarily stick with a label you add on, you put onto it, I think is a very powerful idea, especially in the context of Yom Kippur. Um, you know, that sense that we can't just be labeled and be done with. Um, uh, yeah, I wouldn't exactly say that, but okay. Um, anyway, and that's, that's that's a general issue about whether you say Bali Chaim is Nidchen and that's why Rabbi Yochanan would say because he believes it is pushed away you can only use the second one Rav says no it's not true you can use the first one and you should use you must use the first one because of Mitzvah Berisha before we continue I don't think you covered this yesterday and I just want to mention it because I found it a very powerful post do you remember Rav's idea of Mitzvah Berisha is based on a teaching of Rabbi Yossi that says in a similar case where you had a Korban Pesach and one got lost and you had another one and you found the original one Mitzvah Berishon but Rabbi Yossi's statement ended with saying but if the second one is of better quality then you should go with the second one so Tos that's an interesting question why don't we say the same on in this scenario where you have two goats and whatever and you replaced it and fine Rod says you want to do the first one but why not say if the second one is better so that's Tosus's question so you know you would have asked me I would have said the answer is how could the second one be better they're supposed to be the same but <laughs> they're only supposed to be the same when you did the original pairing remember this is based on a second pair so it's possible that the second pair is better so why not mention that so look at this little Tosvos we'll start with this on Samachtal and I'm bet 
first top little person on some side of the says Ubinasnitsa nami neimahachi so the Mishnah you know yeah maybe that's also true by our case of the goats if the second pair is, is better used maybe you would use it Enam he says so maybe similar shayichach milsa this idea of go with the better one rather than the first maybe that's not relevant Ella bigvulin only in the gvulin now that's a funny word here someone has switched the weird to b'neecholim things that you would eat oh b'nasim ba'azara or things that were done in the courtyard by the thing that is not you know going to be eaten or not eaten in the outside of Eitanitash but it's going to be sent out Right or on the the opposite, the one that's going to go on the in the in the holy of holies, hanisraf chutzli shlosh magnos, and when it's burnt, it's burnt out of the camp. Even if the second one is better, stick with the first. Why do I think this is powerful? Because in the context of the Beit HaMikdash, right, you're always dealing with this issue about, like, why does God care about all this stuff? Meaning, not korbanot in general, but the whole a focus on aesthetics. It has to be unblemished. It has to be perfect. It has to be of high quality, right? Don't we want to be, like, all the gold and the silver and the kalanim have to be unblemished and all of this? All of this focus on the externals, aren't we supposed to think that, you know, what God wants from us is not the externals? And one sort of basic answer to that question is, it's true, God doesn't care about all that stuff. But we as human beings are very influenced by all of that. And sort of, the power that it has to us, you know, seeing a place that's so beautiful, seeing everything looking perfect, not marred, you know, that has an impact on our understanding of it. And if we were to bring a korban that was blemished, or, you know, then what would that do to affect our idea of what is, you know, of, of the holiness, the elevation of the place? But it's really a concession for us. It's not something that God wants. Um, what I think is powerful is that that's essentially what this Joseph is saying. The idea of choosing the better one is only a concern for things that are in the human sphere. So if it's something that you're going to eat or you're going to see, like it's going to be brought in the Azara, the human beings, the people are going to witness it, experience it, then we would choose the better one. But if it's something that's not going to be part of our experience, it's going to be sent outside of the camp, nobody else is going to sort of see it, or it's going to be brought inside the Holy of Holies, so then why do we care if it's better or not better? If it's the first one, that sort of thing, that gets priority, that's more significant than this question about appearances and quality. So I think there's something very powerful for this in like a you know, counter note to this general idea of how beautiful and perfect everything has to be, sort of almost a recognition that that's important when it's something that's within sort of the human, you know, our context, our experience, but not necessarily something objectively that God cares about. Yes. I see, uh, I, well, Charlie had his hand up. Sorry, yes. I might have thought that you would be even more concerned about quality for something that is for God. Yeah, but the point is, may eat it, quality, yeah, but why is quality defined as, you know, how fatty it is or how meaning meaning why are these sort of external types of considerations God considerations now you could say because they reflect how much we care you know mm-hmm. I understand I'm saying yeah that's normally how you explain it but there's something uh, I, can get away by this I understand right like the Kayan and Heaven like yeah, I'll bring exactly. the I'll bring the non-ideal one yeah. I understand that but so I, I, you know yes that ultimately goes back to because of what of it reflects as us as humans you know what it reflects from us Anyway, I do think that this is interesting, sort of striking that balance. Okay, let's get back now to the Gemara. The Gemara says like this. Um, okay. 
Um, so where do we leave off? Snah. So okay, let's now three lines from the bottom. She'ein chatas tzibor mesa. So now let's go try to prove the Rav Rebbechanan debate. Again, Rav says you use the one from the first pair, Mitzvah Berishon, and Rebbechanan says that one got rejected. It's decoy. So let's again try to sort of see which way the Mishnah goes. Although we already said the Mishnah supports Rav and the Bright the Rebbe Yehuda. So our Mishnah said, She'eya. She'ein chatas tzibor mesa. So it said, why do you let the other one, whichever the other one is, graze and get a blemish and don't let it die because uh, that idea that a chatas you don't use dies is only according is, is only a private chatas but uh, a, a communal chatas does not die even if it is you used another one in its stead that's what the Mishnah says and then Rabbi Yehuda disagrees and he says no even for a communal chatas if another one was used in its stead you let it die okay so now the Gemara says the obvious implication of the Mishnah is that the reason this doesn't die is because it's communal. Were it a private chatos in a similar scenario, you would let it die. So let's see which way this works according to Rav and Rav Yochanan, whether you would let a private chatos die. This works according to Rav Yochanan, this would be like Rav Yava. Thank you so much. Rabbi Abba says in the name of Rav. Got it. Okay. Hakol modim, top of Samachim and Aleph, all agree. So this is a classic scenario. You have a korban, a chatas, sanctified, set aside, and it gets lost. We'll call that A. And then you go ahead and you sanctify another korban, B, in its stead. And then you're going to bring B. And then what happens? A shows up before you get a chance to bring B. Which, and you can choose which one you could bring, A or B. So, this, so, he says that there's a debate if you bring, like, when you, when you bring one, what would happen if, you, what would happen to the one left over? Is the one left over going to die because it's, you know, the owner's got their atonement through another one? Or will the one left over, you let it graze? Do we say this idea that the leftover chatas, the one, if you were atoned with another, you're going to let die or not? So says Rabbi Av in the name of Rav, whatever that debate is, that's only if you um, use the one that was actually um, lost. That if you went ahead and you and you brought the one that was lost, the um, uh, um, you know uh, the, the A, A got lost. You separated out B, and now you found A. Which and you're going to bring one of them. So there's a debate whether the one left over grazes or dies. Okay, so says Rabbi Yav in the, uh, in the name of Rav, everybody agrees, that if you use the one that had never been lost, B, the one that was lost, A, everybody agrees that's where the halacha is, that that you'll let die. Okay, because that was lost, that in a way it was uh, already sort of pushed away to a certain it's degree. Like it was right, it was all right for the period it couldn't be used. Now it's coming back, you're choosing B over it, you're pushing that you're furthering rejecting that pushing that away. Everybody agrees in this case, when you use B and instead we say when the owners were toned with with another one, then this has to be allowed to die. The whole debate of whether you let it die or not is if you actually went ahead and you used A. 
So said that case maybe be which had never been lost and never somehow been problematic, maybe that you would not let die. That's what he says. Why is that relevant? Because what's our case? So again, he says that if you use B, in the case where you use B, that if you use this, then everybody says that this one is going to die. Now what's our case? Our case, you'll remember, is if you have, right, your two goats here, I'll draw your two goats, one of them dies, okay, now you're going to take another lottery, right, and you draw again, and according to Rabbi Yochanan, which one are you going to use? You're going to use, right, this, right, you're going to use, you know, this, you know, this is right, or other, well, this, let's say, substitutes for that, but you're going to use this one, right, he says you don't use the, the other one, that's Nidcheh. So that's similar to the idea of, right, there was an animal already around, you had a replacement, you didn't use the one that had been around from before, so that's like this case, you used the new one, you didn't use the old one, so everybody agrees that the old one, the one that you didn't use from before, is the one you're going to let die. That's similar to this case. You use the new one, it's made a little hard because... Why, the old one with them? They're not, they're not, what? In this case, I did, because I did the opposite of yeah, A and B. Exactly. So it wasn't, it was visually confusing. Yeah. Okay? So anyway, so in this case, this was lost, this was, and this was the first one, okay? And everybody agrees that when you use the second one, he says, that the, that the first one is going to let die. So that works. You use the second one, according to Rabbi Yochanan, the first one, you're going to let die. Okay? So that works. According to Rabbi Yochanan, in a normal case like this, Will you use the new one and not the old one? Everybody agrees the old one you let die. El Lerav, but according to Rav, says this doesn't work. Why it should be that we would say that in a normal, that this type of a case had it been in a private scenario, it would have been um, that, you should let the, that you should let the animal die. Why? It's like you separated out two sin offerings for backup. I'll explain what this means in a minute. The Amar Rabbi Oshaya, and Rabbi Oshaya says, If you separate the two for backup, one you use, and the second one grazes, meaning the whole halacha, that when you use one and reject the, and you reject one and use the other, this is, by the way, the category for a chathah that's called miskafru we used another one, and therefore the one that's left over has to die. That is only when you started with one, and then you had a replacement, because it's got lost, or whatever. Here, there's a different reason. So you had a replacement. In that case, this one is rejected, it was replaced, and therefore it's going to be let to die. That's in the case of replacement. But there's another scenario. The other scenario is not a case of a replacement. The other scenario is a case of where there are alternatives. Not a substitute, but alternatives. You, from the very beginning, didn't have an A and a B, but from the very beginning you said, I'm separating out two animals. You know why? Because I know I always tend to lose things. I lose my car keys, so I'm afraid I'm going to lose my sheep also. Okay? And I'm going to separate out these two animals, sanctify both of them, and I will say, I'll be able to use one of them for a chasa, and there'll be backups. In case I lose one, I'll have the other one. So neither is a substitute for the other. They're both around to be a backup for one another. They're going, one is backing the other one up. It's not substituting. In that case, where it's not that one was originally there, and then it was substituted, and then we can say, you got something else to substitute, this one is going to be let die. 
this case where they're both for backup, we say you use one for your chatas, whichever one you use, and the other one we let graze, because it's not really that this was substituted, it's always was there as a backup, so you don't have this idea that it died. So the Gemara says, according to Rav, that's essentially what's going on here. Because Rav says, here you are, you took these two new goats, right? While you had this one died, you had these, you took these two new goats, okay, right? It's not that one of them you couldn't use. According to Rabbi Yochanan, as soon as this one died, the remaining one became, in a sense, Tehuya. Lost. It became like, it became like it was Avuda, right? Like it was lost. Because there was a period you couldn't use it, and therefore became rejected. So according to Rabbi Yochanan, that follows the idea that this is a substitute, because this became rejected. But according to Rav, this was never rejected. This always remained okay. Mm-hmm. And not only did it remain okay, it's going to stay okay. So when you took two new goats, what was the purpose of this one that wound up being Lashem, right, assuming that this is Lashem? The purpose of this wasn't that this was like substituting for the other one, or, and this wasn't substituting for it. They were both now theoretically able to be used. It was never the case that one couldn't be used and the other was being substituted. The only reason, anyway, Rav says that you use this is because of mitzvah berishon, like there's a preference to do the first. But in theory, either of them are legitimate. So it's like you have two things that equally could be used, not one is sub- substituting for another one that's no longer usable. So the Gemara says, why should it even be, you know, why, why are we saying that only because it's a communal sacrifice does it not die? This should be like the case of two animals that are equally set aside to be used for the same function that the other one doesn't die. Okay, there's no one here that's being rejected, pushed away, unusable, and so on. Let's just see the answer. So the Gemara says, Kivandama Rava, since Rava has explained, here's the answer, that Rav, Savarlok, Rabbi Yossi, Rav holds like Rabbi Yossi, the Amar Mitzvah Berishon, says that the Mitzvah is in the first one, so maybe it's not absolutely Bidyevet, but that's basically what you're going to be doing. Me'ikara Kimafrishu Ibudami. So it says, look, since in the end I know that I'm going to be using this one, so then as soon as I designate this, Lashem, I'm basically saying I'm not going to use it because I only did this whole thing in order to get the one La'azazel to substitute, right? But this one, it's not like Mafi Shlach Rai. It's not like I have two legitimate ones that I can use and I get to choose which one. I know I'm going to be using this one. So this one from the very beginning is like separated out to be lost. It's like designated as not usable. And since it was never really seen as usable, that's like the case of one that is lost, and therefore that one actually would die. And that's why had it not, that why had it been in the case of a private chatos, this would be like one that is lost, because this one was never seen as usable. And that's why only because it's a communal sacrifice is it not that it dies, but that it's left to graze. Michael, no, yeah. I was going to say the same thing. But like, you know, when you do that hard, you really want to use both of them. Here, we're really trying to get That's exactly what the Gemara says. When you separate two lachrayas, you really conceive of the possibility that maybe I'll use right. one, maybe I'll use the other. Here, one of them from the very beginning, you had to go through the ritual, but you were never planning on using it. Right. So that's exactly what the Gemara says, right. I just find it interesting that in this entire Mahmoket, the focus is always on identifying the Seyyid according to its function, or Azal Deil or Hashem, and never horizontally as you 
drawn it. In other words, in terms of its ben Right. So that is worth pointing out that according to, you know, Rav, who says mitzvah berishon, right, again, according to Rav Yochanan, it's fine. You use two new ones, you use exactly the pair. There's even a reason not to use this. It's a nitchet, stigmatized, it's pushed away. According to Rav, when you can theoretically choose which one, and you only do the first because it was there first and because it got the label first, we should point out that the strangeness of this is is that the two goats you're using have never been paired. In the same right, the lot has yeah. not... Disti- each one has had a lottery, but a different lottery. And, and that is definitely an irony, according to Rob. And Absolutely. And they might not match. One might be tall, one short, one red, one blue. Right, exactly. So you lose all of that sense of the equal, you know, pairing of the two. Correct. So left to die means that you like literally don't feed it and you wait for it to die. Left to graze means you take care of it, you feed it, whatever. It could live a nice long life, but because that is dangerous, you know, um, halachically, um, well, um, um, you know, you uh, uh, to, to leave an animal like that around, you know, grazing without, you know, whatever. So you wait, you wait till it gets like a blemish, and you know, you then you, you transfer the sanctity and so on. But um, but uh, but left to die really means like you don't feed right. it or anything. You just let it die. Okay. All right. So the Gemara says like this. Um, Okay, so the Mishnah says like this. Um, where were we? Snan. So now let's try again from the Mishnah to figure out which way it's going. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Tamut. So Rabbi Yehuda says, okay, uh, whichever one you're not using, and we saw already yesterday that he might disagree which one you're not using, but whichever one you're not using, you don't let it graze and then transfer the kedusha as we just said. You actually let it die. Because he says the same thing you would say by a private korban, chatas, you say by a communal one. So let's see if this works. I get it according to Reb Yochanan that the one you're not using is the from the first pair that says that according to the rabbis it's the second one from the first pair that you would let graze that's the one you're not using Reb Yehuda Yomus so Reb Yehuda yeah, you, you let it die and which one are you left to use the second one from the second pair fine but according to the rabbis he says right that this is the one you let graze and you go back and you use the first one so Reb Yehuda Yomus and Reb Yehuda says it dies Reb Yehuda what animal is going to be left to you what does that mean it means the following remember what we said yesterday yesterday we said that Reb Yehuda says Nishpach Adam Yamus HaMishkaleach right if the blood spills the one that's to be sent off dies and the Gemara proves from there that Reb Yehuda is, is like the position that Reb Yochanan said uh, if the blood spills the animal you were going to send off has to let die meaning that there is this idea that even though it was alive it gets pushed away and becomes unusable you remember that from yesterday that Mar said that, Rab, that Reb Yehuda would say that's how we argue, argue with Rab so if Rab says right so if Rab Yehuda says that so in this scenario right when it dies Rab Yehuda would say this one has to be right has to die Right, because Bali Chaim Nitzchim. Then you take a new pair. Okay, are people with me here? Right, right, right. So you take a new pair. Okay, so this is going to be like this. This you've got. Now, what do you do with it? Okay, so here's the thing. The rabbi, the, the according to uh, Rav, right? According to whatever. Uh, 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 let me take off the shape. Um, 
<coughs> One minute. According to Rav, Rav says, Mitzvah so you're going to use that. Right. Okay. So Rav, so this is the scenario. You got this new pair. You're going to use, this one is going to be Lazazel. So Rav would say, which one grazes of these two? Do you remember which one, which Rav says? Rav says, Mitzvah so which one is going to graze? Second. Second one. This is going to graze. So we assume that the same one the rabbis say is going to graze Reb Yehuda is going to say that we assume they're talking about the same animal. So the rabbis say, let this one graze. So we assume Reb Yehuda is going to say, die. But now we've got a problem because we learned from before that Reb Yehuda held Balechai Nidchin. So we also held that this one was going to die. So if this one is going to die because of Balechai Nidchin and this is the one the rabbis say will graze and he, he presumably is talking about the same animal is going to say, die. So now he's saying they're both going to die. So which one are you going to use? Okay. <laughs> Is everybody thoroughly confused now? Okay, you got it? No, I'm not telling you that. I'm just saying, no, there's an easy answer. You know, let's see the answer and then maybe the, even the question will become clearer. So the Gemara says, What makes you think we're talking about the same animal? That just because the rabbis say the second one of the, se- the, the one of the second group is the one that grazes, and the rabbis want to use the first one, what makes you think the Reb Yehuda, when he says it dies, is talking about the same animals, talking about the second group? No! Reb Yehuda is talking about the second one from the first group. Okay? Yeah. Meaning the basic difference is that they, it's not they're talking about the same thing. Meaning the rabbis say, what do the rabbis say? The rabbis say this one use, because it's the first one, and this one grades. What does Reb Yehuda say? What's the, that's the rabbis' approach. We'll use the green. What's Reb Yehuda's approach? Reb Yehuda's approach is this one dies because he holds Balichaim or Nidchin, right? That you learned that yesterday. The blood is spilled, the Mishalech dies. He holds Balichaim Nidchin. And this one he would say use, right? That's what Reb Yehuda would say. He argues in two ways. Number one, he says dies rather than graze, right? Because even though it's communal. And number two is he reverses which animal it is. Because he says, this dies and that one used. So the Gemara just says, just because he said dies, doesn't mean he's talking about this one. Right? The Gemara thought he said, this dies and this dies, and there's nothing left to use. No, he says dies, but he's not talking about the same animal that the rabbis are talking about. Nidl pushed away, and can't be, once they stop being able to be used, they can't be used in the future. Okay? If you don't say Nidchin, then you theoretically could use either. What makes you pick the, right. this one? Only the concept of Mitzvah Berishon. In theory, you could have a position that you, you're, you're free to choose either, and maybe as you point out, you should use this because it's paired with the other one. Alright, so all of that was a little bit confusing, but the basic point was, just because he says dies, we know he says the first one dies. Just because he says dies when the rabbis say graze doesn't mean he's talking about the same animal. Then both of them would die. Okay? The Gemara says, the Ika the some ask it this way. So that's what we saw yesterday, that if the blood spills, the one being sent away has to die. If the one that's being sent away dies, the one, the, then you have to spill the blood. So the second part we get, if the one being sent away dies, and they have to remain paired until the blood is offered up, then it's the blood was nidcha, was became unusable. But the fact that he says if the blood 
blood spills, the Mishtaleach dies, proves this idea that if for a period the live animal couldn't be used, it remains unusable. So, this is what the Gemara said yesterday. We understand the two issues that Rabbi Yehud is debating about. Issue number one is, does a communal chatas graze or does it die? Issue number two is, which animal do you use? Do you hold that a live animal can be pushed off or not? According to Rabbi Yochanan, there's no two debates. There's only one point. So, says, Kasha, you're right, it's difficult. So, again, what's the point? The point is, as I just showed you over here, that according to Rav, there's two principles. Number one is you use the first one, which shows, Bale Chayim Einam Nitzchim. You know, it does not get pushed away. You use the first one. And the second one grazes, which is that a Chatas Tibor is Kira, does not die. That's the position of the Chachamim. Comes along Reb Yehuda, and he disagrees both. First Reb Yehuda says, Tamus that a chatas tibor dies, even though the chatas tibor, the one you're not going to use, has died. The Oda, Reb Yehuda, and Reb Yehuda also said that when something becomes unusable, it gets pushed away. Bali Chaim is nitzin. This one is the one that gets rejected. Bali Chaim, even though it was alive, it's nitzin. This is the one that you're going to use. So he has two points of argument. That works according to Rav. He argues on two things. But remember, Reb Yochanan also said this one doesn't get used. Reb Yochanan said Bali Chayim, but also said Bali Chayim So according to Reb Yochanan, what are the two points that Reb Yehuda debates? He's really only arguing one thing, whether it dies or grazes. But the issue that the one that's left behind is the one that dies, that's every, that would be agreed upon. And the Gemara admits that that is not clear according to Reb Yochanan. What is the second point that Reb Yehuda disagrees with? So, I've, I've forgotten what the criteria are for distinguishing between whether you say um, graze or die. Well, uh, the, a type of a chatas that the, the, a private chatas. There are five scenarios where a private chatas has to be let die. It's basically all the scenarios in which you can't use it, which is if it um, if the owners died, um, if, if if there's a vlad chatas if it gave birth, if it there's a tmurat chatas if. Um, which is what we're talking about they, it got lost they used a different korban and they used a substitute and uh, if it became more than a year old so in any of those five scenarios you have to let it die but if that happens at a communal chatos the chachamim say you let it graze you let it get a blemish you redeem it and Reb Yehuda says I don't make any distinction a communal one will also be let die and the tzibor exactly that is the basic position. That's what I think says. Chatas Tzibor as opposed to Chatas Yochid. That's, that's the issue. That the rabbis say Chatas Tzibor is treated differently. So that clearly is the debate in the Mishnah. The question is when Rabbi Yehuda gives the scenario of the blood is spilled, let the Mishaleach die, Mishaleach is spilled, what's the new point he's making there? So according to Rav, according to Rav, the new point he's making is, is that Balechaim Nitchin, that even though the animal's alive, the blood spilled, the other one's alive, that the one that's alive can no longer be used, has to be put pushed away. So according to Rav, that's a position that's different from the Chachamim. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said that's what the Chachamim hold. Right. So what's the second debate? Yes. Well, he's just saying that really that because it's Nitzchim, 
Yeah, but the Ba'od suggests that it's a second issue. That's why the Gemara didn't say it's a complete contradiction. It said Kaga, but it sounds like it's a second debate. Okay, now we get to move on. So, a little confusing there, but I think you got it, mostly. So now we move on. So now we get exactly to the second point. If the blood spills, the one that's going to be sent away has to be let die. That's the principle of there's a period you can't use the Mishpaleach, because the Mishpaleach, you only send the one way La'azazel after the blood procedure is done. So if the blood spills, then there's a period where this is no, not usable right now because we have to get a whole new carbon or whatever. Everything is being held in abeyance. So the point that right now it's unusable because the blood spilled makes it nidcheh pushed away. And that's the principle of balechaim nidchen. That's what we've been saying, at least according to Reb Yehuda. Chachami maybe not, but at least according to Reb Yehuda. But what's the other idea? If the Mishalech dies, you have to spill the blood. Why do you have to spill the blood just because the Mishaleach dies? Why did, why does the blood require that the Mishaleach still be alive? Okay, so let's take a look. So what the Gemara says. Okay, I get when the blood spills, the Mishaleach has to be let die. You haven't yet done the mitzvah with it. The mitzvah is, right, that the blood has to be put on the altar. The mitzvah hasn't yet been done. So, the Mishpaleach is not yet ready to be sent off, and therefore it's Nidcha when the blood is spilled, because the blood mitzvah hasn't been done yet. Just because the Mishpaleach dies, why does the blood have to be spilled? The mitzvah was done. Really? What mitzvah was done? You got blood, and you got a live goat. What mitzvah did you finish? You didn't put the blood on the altar, you didn't send the blood away, just go it away. So, the, so if you take a look at Rashi, Rashi says something quite shocking. If you take a look at Rashi, he says like this. Um, two lines down in the, in the middle-sized line, at, last word in the line, Elamesa mishtaleach, why do you have to do, get, get another goat just because the Mishalech died? How has the mitzvah been done for the live goat? You basically have finished the mitzvah once you've done the lot. How do you know? We know that Rabbi Yehuda holds. We know from an earlier sugi, you might remember, that Rabbi Yehuda says, even if you didn't do the vidoy, it's kosher. And now Rashi says, not only if you didn't do the vidoy, it's kosher, the kosher came to shiluach, the lo Even sending it out is in you believe that? Wow. So Bidyevit, as soon as you drew the lot, wow. you don't have to do Bidyevit. If you didn't do the Vidwa, you didn't send it off, it dropped dead, you were Yotse the Mitzvah. <laughs> you didn't know you don't push it off the corpse, you don't do anything, it's not dead, you're Yotse the Mitzvah. Okay? So because the Bibi are cold. Why is it not Me'akev? Now, Tachik Siv, remember this, Chuka, remember the whole idea of Chok and where order matters? So what Sarashi does not just where order matters, it's where even the thing itself matters. Adram Shekoinos, it's only at maximum things that are done with the white garments. The laws not the one done by the other guy who, sh- who runs it off the cliff. So look at this amazing thing. We so focus on the goat going off the yeah. cliff and I was like, you know what, pity ever if you didn't do it, it's fine. You're Yosei anyway. At most, maybe it's the Vidoy that's Ma'ashe. Okay, even that according to Yehuda not. Really so, is that the 
central symbolism is from the drawing of the line. Right. That's huge. Right, right. Like we're going to clear everything else away right. to allow the Hagrala to emerge as absolutely central. It's exactly, it's yeah. It's like a really fatalistic <laughs> It is, it is. Right. But I would also say, according to Chazal, again, remember we had before about how much they focused that the vidui of this year, is, it's not the blood of this year, it's not the off the cliff, right? it's the vidui that creates the kapara. So according to the Chachamim, it, it, there's the, at least you understand, pushing it off the cliff isn't what's necessary, the vidui is what's necessary. And that really focuses us on, like I said, you know, transitions us to a post-Mikdash reality that it's all about tshuva and vidui and so on. But according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's not even that. It's just the Hagrala. So the Gemara says, I don't understand. You did the Hagrala. You, 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 you know, you did the Hagrala. The Seir dropped dead. Who cares? You have nothing left to do with the Seir. So why should you care that it dropped dead? So big deal. Why do you need to do it again? So let's just see the answer that I take the question. So the Gemara says, Army to be Reb Yanai, because the verse says, Yom Adchai. Should remain standing before God to atone on it. How long does that goat have to remain alive? Until you use the other blood, the other goat, to do the atonement. So it says, logically, you're right. Logically, it's not that there's any mitzvah left to be done with this goat. Okay, the goat could drop dead. But, the only thing is, the Torah demands that it remains alive while the atonement of the other goat is taking place. And that's also, you know, this idea of sort of designating their difference. This one has to be standing Lazazel while this one is going Lashem. After this one goes Lashem, the other one could drop dead without a vidway, without being sent off, fine. That doesn't matter. But what is required is that during the process that this blood is going on, this has to be standing. So if this one drops dead, even though the, you don't need the vidway and you don't need it off the cliff, you need it to be alive and around while you're doing it. So therefore you need to take another goat and do another lottery in order that you have a live goat standing lazazel while you do the avoda by the blood. You, know, you don't have to worry about you know getting another one. To exactly, but you do need a whoa, another one alive while you're doing the avoda of the blood. Rifki, you had a question. Yes. Yes. Other than Tumas Mikdash. And well, also for the one sin of Tumas Mikdash, the goat on the inside is the one sin of Tumas Mikdash. Right. Exactly. So I would assume they would want it to get sent away. It's so clear in the Torah. Right. I'm thinking maybe that someone comes with the others there. So I was wondering about that too. That by saying that the Eved, you don't need to go onto the cliff, also deals with some of that whole problematics of what does it mean to be sending it La Zazel. I completely agree. But at least it's a lot better. I completely agree. I, I, right. You know, you do, but it doesn't really matter. It's not really what's important. Exactly. It's all matters what goes on in the Mikdash. I completely agree. But again, it is, it, it's better, you know, it makes more sense if you at least demand that there's also Vidoy. Because then you understand that at least the power of the Vidoy affects the atonement. Rabbi Yudah doesn't even require Vidoy. Like, what are you left with? You know, but I agree that by, by saying you don't need it off the cliff makes a, deals with the Azazel problem. Yes. It certainly does. <laughs> you know, what you just said, Rabbi Linda, reminds us the way the Chachamim also dealt with the Nechash and the Choshet. Right. 
Yeah. It's there. The, the copper snake. Not really it's not really what's doing it. Right. It's that they're kavana and whatever. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Just very quickly because I got to move. Yeah. Were we also entertaining whether you needed hagrel to begin with? At some point earlier? Uh, ye, what we were taining whether we needed the Hanacha was Ma'akev. Oh, was there also the yes, opinion? There was. there was also the possibility right. whether the Hagrala was Ma'akev. You still might have needed the designation, but possibly without the act right, of Hagrala. Exactly. You may not have had either, so. No, 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 Hagrala. Right, right, and we have the position of Rebbe Shimon that says that you can pair, if one drop said, you can pair the other one without a Hagrala. Right, so, so, means, so we almost have nothing. But there at least you had a Hagrala take place. But yeah, it's good, po- right, good point. Okay, so let's go back to the Gemara. Tanan Hasa. All right, now it gets uh, a little bit easier and a little bit more, um, and like I think, um, you know, uh, interesting from a different perspective. Okay, so you, this might be familiar if you remember it's from Shkalim. Uh, city sends their whole, a village sends all of the Shkalim that they raised for this year, right, for the new Korbanot. And it got, they, and it got held up. They got robbed, the people that were bringing the Shkalim to the base of Mikdash, or the, or the money got lost. So is it considered like they already paid their taxes or not? You know, they already paid their shekel. What point is it considered like they've paid their shekel? So in the truma, truma, if this event occurred, it got lost or it got robbed after the truma was taken. Remember what happens. Three times in the year, all of the shkalim that go to the base of Mikdash, there's this truma, this ritual lifting of it, you know, sort of scooping out of the baskets of from the room that's filled with the shkalim to use some of those shkalim, a new sort of removal of the money, in order to use it to buy the korbanot. That's saying taking the truma. They went with baskets, they filled it up from the room that had all the shkalim, and that was considered taking the truma, truma halishka. That act said that at that moment, any money that has now been given, even if, it hasn't, even if it's not yet in this room, even if it's en route, it's considered to have been given. It's considered that the, it's been paid. Okay, so at the moment that the truma was taken, any monies that had been donated, even if they had not yet made it to the room yet, were already considered registered and paid. So if it got lost and stolen after the truma was taken, fine. They paid their taxes, they paid their shekel, they're off the hook. Okay? So, in the truma, truma nishpain then the people that were bringing the money have to take an oath to the owners, to the uh, treasurers of the base of Mikdash. You know, they didn't put it in their own pocket. They weren't negligent. So that's the ones that they're liable to because the, it's the base of Mikdash that has lost out. So they make an oath that they weren't negligent. And then the city is off of the hook because the city has paid their shekel. The imla, but if it got stolen or lost before the truma was taken, then their donation has not yet been officially paid. Then the city still owes their shekel. And the people that lost it, they, they, have to, they have to sort of own up, they have to, you know, sort of, uh, their responsibility is towards the city people. So then, they have to swear to the city people that they weren't negligent. And the people of the city, they're left holding the bag. They are literally, they have to give another shekel. Okay, so that's a fascinating question, which is at what stage is considered like the shekel has been given? Now we have another point. Nimtsu, now after they paid a second shekel, they found the lost shekelim. Oh, Sheikh Zimogonovin, or they actually cost the, 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 the robbers. And now they have two sets of shekelim. They gave the first one, and they actually already gave the second one. So what do they do? Can they use 
the second, you know, the second amount towards next year's shekel. Okay? Prepay your taxes. Prepay your shekel. So what's the halacha? Elu ve'elu shkalim hain. So the first position in the mission is they both are shkalim. They both go to this year's shkalim. Ve'in olim lehem l'shan I'm sorry. You can't use it towards next year's shekel. You will write it off as another donation to the base of Mixar Shabbat. That's it. You're stuck. Okay. Reb Yehuda Omer. Reb Yehuda says, Olim lehem l'shan You know what? You can use it for next year's shekel. My time is Reb Yehuda. What's the reason of Reb Yehuda? I'm a rabba. A kasava Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda holds chovas l'shana zo, kravas l'shana ba. That even something that was given for a obligation for this year, if it wasn't used for this year, it could be used for next year. So now you might see where the Gemara is going. Something that wasn't used for this year could be used for next year. What happened in our case? Our case is you took another korbanot, another pair. Right, you're going to use it because I don't know the blood got spilled. You're going to use the new pair. So Reb Yudah says, "What do you do with the original misaleach? You let it die." So now we have a question. What's the question? Why do you let it die? Why not use it for next year? Okay, right. Oh, so the Gemara is going to get to that. Okay, but this about whether you know about whether it's too old. This year has to be you know has to be one year, and it's going to be too old. It's funny how long it takes the Gemara to get to that situation. Okay, but let's take a look. But it's going to have another question where it doesn't have. It has another case which doesn't have as easy of an answer because it's going to deal with a similar case by the ox, and the ox can be up to three years. Okay, so let's take a look. So now, so that's the position of Reb Yudah. You can use it towards next year. So Eisrei Abaye, so Abaye asked on this, Parvus Yoshiyoma Kippurim, you know, not even, forget our Mishnah, let's go with a much more general Mishnah. If you have a, uh, the ox or the goat of Yom Kippur, Sha'avdu, they got lost, and now you've, cre- now you've set it and create, put aside, a, you know, a new one, a substitute. Or goats that would be brought if the whole sheep were sinned by a Vodazara. And they would bring this communal chattas of a goat, and um, and they got lost. And you put and you put a substitute, kulam yamusu, and then you found the old one. So you have to let the old ones die. You 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 know, or the new ones die. One of them dies. Okay, whichever one you're not using dies. That goes to the question of nivchin, but it doesn't matter which one dies. One of them is going to die. Even Rebuta. That's what Rebuta says. So remember, Rebuta says. Even a chatas tzibur that isn't used dies. That's one of the debates. Rabbi Yudah says dies. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Shimon, no, they say that would be true if it was a private chatas because it's a communal chatas. You let it graze the, and it get a blemish. The yimkruv yiplu the and the use the proceeds. You transfer the kedusha to money and use the proceeds to buy a free will ola. She'en chatas tzibur mesa because a, a communal chatas doesn't die. It's allowed to graze. So that's the classic debate: graze or die. But now we've got a question. Why die, according to Rebuda? Just hold on to it and use it for next year's Yom Kippur. Okay? Why does he make it die? So Amale, so he said back to him. Fine, so we're asked by the Yom Kippur case, whatever. But the Yom Kippur, why, if you had substituted an ox or goat, you let one of them die? Just hold on to it to next year. Amale. Well, you're talking about communal sacrifices? Shani Kurbanus Sibur could Rav Tavi, I'm a Rav, I'm a Rav Yoshia. Kurbanus is different, like Rav Tavi says the name of Rav Yoshia. The Amar Rav Tavi, I'm a Rav Yoshia. Rav Tavi says the name of Rav Yoshia. Amar Kra, the verse says, Zosilas Chodesh Bechad Shav. This is the, the uh, burnt offering of each month's thiest month. Okay, that's the, you know, one you bring on Rosh Chodesh. 
Amar Torah, the Torah says, Kadesh v'haveli korban mitruma chadasha. Okay, you know, renew and bring me a korban from the new donations. Okay, so what does that mean? So, um, so what he's saying is, is that yes, it's one thing to say, apparently, that if you have the money, you can use the money towards next year's money. But if you actually bought a Corban Sibor with this year's money, then that Corban gets designated as a this year Corban. It's a 5774 Corban. Okay? Because the whole idea is you take a new Truma each year, a new donation of Shkali each year for that year's Corban note. So it's one thing to say when still in the money state you can advance the money towards next year. But if it was bought with this year's money, it's a 5774 Corban and you can't use it for 5775 and that's the explanation. That's why you can't use it for next year. Okay. So, Mark says, one minute. Hatenich Seir. That explains why you can't use the goat of Yom Kippur for next year. But par, how about the ox? Why is that different? Because whose ox is it? Whose ox is the ox of Yom Kippur? The coin Gado. It comes from it comes from his money. It doesn't come from the Truma Salishka. It doesn't come from communal funds. So why not use that for next year? That's point number one. We still have our question. And number two. Um, oh, we'll, we'll get to number two. Xerapar ought to see him. Nah, we say that if it happens by the ox, you have to let the ox die, because, even though you could use it next year, because we're afraid you'll come to do the same thing by the goat. And in the case of the goat, it would have to die, because you can't use last year's goat for this year. So the Gemara doesn't buy that. First of all, the Gemara says, Just because of a concern, you might mix the ox up with the goat. If something similar happened with the goat, you're going to let it die? I mean, that's a little drastic, number one. The ode, and number two... Hadrev Taviyama Rev Yoshia Gufa Mitzvah the whole idea of this year's korban from this year's money is only a lechatchila it's only a mitzvah it's not been given Dam Rev Yudam Shmuel because Rev Yudam said the name of Shmuel Korbanot Sibor Abayim Be'echad B'Nissan once it's Rosh Chodesh Nissan we define that the new year for Korbanot is Nissan not Tishrei and you remember all of the taking of Shkalin is in Adar and whatever is so that you have the funds for Rosh Chodesh Nissan for the new years so if you have now your first new Korban of the new year of Rosh Chodesh Nissan Mitzvah L'Havim Minachadash you should buy this animal from the new monies but if you bought the, 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 the animals in Nisan, the communal sacrifice in Nisan from last year's monies, you fulfilled your obligation. You just lost out a mitzvah. You're not supposed to, but it's fine. So you don't have any answer. The, cat, the ox, number one, is not a communal sacrifice. And don't tell me Xera, because that's a little drastic for Xera to say it dies. And even the goats, uh, even though they were bought with last year's funds, Bidyeved, a fifty-seven seventy-four korban, can be used in fifty-seven seventy-five. So you still haven't answered me why you have to let these animals die, right? According to Yehuda, that something that you did for a, that last year's obligation can be repurposed for this year's obligation. Why not just hold it over till next Yom Kippur? Okay, very reasonable question. So let's see the Gemara's answer. So, Ella Amar Reb Zeira said, Reb Zeira, Here's the problem. This year you drew the lots. And this one, right, was Lazazel. The other blood spilled. So we're not going to use this. We're going to do a new pair. So the fact that in 5774 this was Lazazel, that doesn't help me for Yom Kippur 5775. 
there the identity has to be defined by the lots I draw then, not by the lots I drew before. Okay? So I don't, so the Gemara says, you can't use it because last year's lot, drawing of lots doesn't help for next year. So the Gemara says, okay, Venesi Venagriel. So do another drawing of lots this year. Right? So you're telling me 5774, this was Lazazel. So I can't use it for, for, that doesn't help for 5774. Fine! Use this and another goat and do it for 5775. You'll say, oh, it was too late. It was already designed by Zazel. No! You just got through telling me that last year doesn't count for this year. So if last year's lots doesn't count for this year, I can start afresh and do a new lot yeah, for this year. Okay, so right. So Lichatchila, you're supposed to look alike and be bored alike. Fine, that's Lichatchila. It's not Bidiyevet. And now I have a goat here. Use it for next year. Do a new drawing of lots and still use it for next year. So the Gemara again gets back to Gzeira. Gzeira, Shemi Yomru, Hagoro, Kovea, Mishama, Lechaverka. No, we're afraid it doesn't look good. You drew lots on it last year, and people see you using it this year. People will think that last year's drawing of lots worked for the following year. Right. Who's going to remember? And how often is this going to happen that people are going to think? And people will see you drawing lots again this year? I don't know. Anyway, the Gemara is not happy with him. The Gemara says, Five. At most, what that could explain is again the goat case, because there's this whole issue of drawing of lots. Parma iklamema. You still can't explain the ox case. The coin goggle. If he has the ox from last year, use it again this year. There's no drawing of lots. So of course we get our answer in our back pocket. No, par No, we don't want to use the ox because it'll lead to the goat case. The whole goat case was a zera about the, they're getting confused with the lots. So it's very, it's getting very far fetched, right? The goats so confused that the lots work. The ox really does work. It'll look like the case of the goats. So the gemara is not happy. You'll be happy to know the gemara isn't happy. We Just as a zera, they're all going to die. All of these are zera. The goats are zera. The ox is a zera because of the goats, and all of this is going to die. I mean, you still have a good question. Just use it for next year. So Amrua Rabbanan Kamigabaye. So the rabbi said this over in front of Abaye, and they had the following answer: Gzera Mishumchatas Shemesu the concern is another gzera. Why another gzera works isn't clear because we're not happy with gzeras. But maybe if you make it a convincing gzera, we'll, we'll get it. So here's their concern. They say, here's the problem with the ox at least. The goat maybe is the other reason we said about the goro. But the ox is, if you say use the ox for next year, maybe next year we'll have a different coin godo. And as we knew in the second temple period, that was pretty common, that next year you had a second coin godo. And therefore, a, a new coin godo can't use the other coin godo's ox. Right? That's the case where the original owner died. So therefore, we don't want you to hold over till next year because it might be a different Kohen Gato. Okay. With the par. You don't have the Tibor doesn't die, but that's the other so concern the, about the lot. Right. So one minute. Mark says, Hatenich par. Fine. You've covered the ox. What's the issue with the goats? Because again, we were not so convinced that the concern yeah, of the lot the is a convincing reason not to use the goats for next year. So the Gemara said, Okay, the other way now. If we let you use the goat for next year, you'll come to use the ox for next year. So again, this is like a Xerali Xera. So the Gemara still isn't happy. Again, it's, you know, maybe certain Xeras you could convince me. But this case, that the ox is a Xera, the coin goblet will die, and the goat is a Xera, the ox is going to tell me the goat's going to have to die. So one minute. So the Gemara says, now we're finally going to get to a reason we can all understand. Now 
No, it's a concern that it'll be more than a year old. And if the goat is more than a year old, you can't use it. So Gemara says, Xera? What do you mean it might be more than a year old? He goes for Chazat which is what we should have started with. The goat is definitely more than a year old. That's why you can't use the goat. The ox will figure out. The ox, maybe we gave a good reason. That the Kohen Gadol might die, and he often would die, so you can't use the ox next year because the original owner is dead. You want a reason for the goat? I'll tell you why you can't use the goat next year. It'll be more than a year old, and you can't use a goat that's more than a year old. That's a pretty good reason. So now the Gemara is going to explain why we had to say a gzeira, it will be more than a year old, and that it will definitely be more than a year old. And we'll read this one thing, and with this we'll conclude. Halokasha. There's a way that by next Yom Kippur, it could still be considered a year old. How is that? Like Rabbi Titania, Shanat Mima. When you sell the house in a walled city, if it goes a full year and you don't redeem it, it gets, it, gets, it gets permanently sold to the guy who purchased it. So what's the definition of a full year? Rebbe says, since the Torah says a full year, you go by a solar year, not by a lunar year. The Chachamim Omrim, 365 days. But the sages say, no, you do 12 lunar months the Nisabra, if it was a leap year, Nisabra Lamocher, then that then the leap year, then the seller gets that extra month to still redeem it. So now what the Gemara is assuming is an amazing thing. At most we thought Rebbe said it because for one the Torah says full year. So full year tells you solar year. But the Gemara is now suggesting that according to Rebbe, whenever you have this idea of year, you would go by a solar year. So if there's a halacha that the goat has to be within a year old from birth it's within a solar year. So it's possible by next Yom Kippur, you know, if Yitzchak was exactly eight days old when Yom Kippur came around and it's a normal lunar year, by next Yom Kippur it will still be less than 365 days old. So it's theoretically possible that it will be within the year. But still, the easier answer, forget the Xera. The easy explanation of why we don't use the goat next year is because 99 times out of 100, even according to Rebbe, and 100 times out of 100, according to Chachamim, by next year the goat is too old. That's why you can't hold over the goat. Why you can't hold over the ox? Right now, the one reason we have is because the coin Gadol might have died, and then the ox won't be usable. So we now have a pretty good explanation, both for the ox and for the goat. We will continue with this discussion tomorrow.